When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Back into an hour two at Hale Varsity, powered by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, and Connor Clark. We welcome in uh, Paisan's Pizza Man, Matt Verzel, with us at Verz 51. Are you headed down to Texas, my friend, this week? No, no, I am not. My mom, sister, brother-in-law, and nephew are all heading down there. Yeah, yeah. We're excited for uh, for Max and Husker baseball and I was just wondering if you were taking a breather or if, or if you get such a thing. Do you get a breather? I do. I've just got some other stuff coming up and, you know, love Maximo to death, but there's no guarantee that the freshman's going to be playing in the game. So No, I, I, I get it. So is there any, uh, any, any Uncle Ver's story time here with, with uh, wiffle ball and, and you maybe throwing at your nephew or did the nephew try and bean you? Any hilarity you can shed light on? You know, I was back in the day – when Butenbach Chiropractic was starting up, I was the Sunday babysitter. Uh-oh. Maybe a Saturday. <laughs> but, so I'd go out to their house, and Cash Cashman wasn't born yet, so I'd be watching golf, and Max Moe would be doing his thing, and so he came running up, and he said, I golf. And I was like, yeah, you know, whatever. And he kept kind of pestering me, so he had a little plastic set of clubs, and... We went outside, and you know I'm just like, all right, whatever, dude, give a rip, see what happens. <laughs> so he kind of rears back, and their neighbor was mowing. Oh no! And he destroys this little wiffle ball, golf ball. But you know they're big. He's a little kid. He's two or three, whatever. And it kind of whizzes by the guy's head, and he looks at me like I hit it, and I just kind of point at Max. I'm like it wasn't me though. <laughs> <laughs> no. And so he shuts off his mower. He goes. Did, did he hit that? I was like, yeah. Do you think he can do it again? I was like, let's see. So I went and sat it up in front of him again, and he smacked another one and went a little bit further. And he said, ever done that before? I was like, not to my knowledge. I was like, I don't. I'm here on Saturday, bud. And I was like, it's just kind of my deal. <laughs> so you knew he had real good hand-eye coordination. Um, I love baseball. Baseball is my favorite sport. I will go watch baseball games all day and just it's just awesome but the thing that kind of differentiates and I got lucky to hear it in college now I'm not making the comparison they're the same but when people that really can square up a baseball hit it like Erstad used to hit it it makes a different noise and so I didn't get a chance to watch Max play a whole bunch but when they played in the state championship game his junior year I went and watched him play and, and he hit a couple and, and it it made a similar noise. It didn't make the Erstad noise. The Erstad noise will always be stuck in my head. 
but you know Maximo gets a pretty good lick on it. He hits it real well, and he somehow he's fast. We can't we can't piece that one together how that came about because <laughs> his daddy and his mom and me nobody's real quick. So he just kind of had that thing, you know, where Cash Cash the other nephew chooses violence. Max, <laughs> Maximo chooses the the sweet the sweet left handed swing that he's got. Verge, I, I want to get into some win totals. FanDuel put out uh, win totals for Nebraska and, and the Big Ten. How does 7.5 grab you for Nebraska 2024? It would stick, you know, kind of right where I'm looking for, for them to progress to. Um, I, I was in the camp that six last year was a good season. You, you sniffed around it. Seven and a half for the for the overbetter is, is tough. That's a three-game move mm-hmm. to win that overbet. So for me, if they're at seven, I'm I'm perfectly content. Am I going to try to sweat out a, a half? No. But Vegas kind of sees it the same way. You know, they think that's a seven-win team, and Vegas knows how to set a line to get a lot of Nebraska money. So they'll they'll profit on that because Nebraska fan will be at ten or eleven. So it's uh, it's probably a right number for those that think about it in a realistic fashion. It'd be great progress for year two if they did get to eight and hit that over. So it's it's probably right on right on pace. Matt, something that stood out to me throughout the off season is, I mean, obviously the the transfer portal is just ridiculous now. The fact that Matt Rule has been able to retain a lot of guys who had a pretty decent amount of success on both sides of the ball last year. What do you make of that, and what does that say about Coach Rule? It speaks volumes just to how their vision is, is how they execute their vision. Okay, there's there's the grass for eternity will will be greener on the other side, right? So you're you're taking kids that are on your team, they're in your program, and they know that at times you're hard on them, and at times you know you love them up, and and they they're being treated like men. And I think that's really the only thing any of them can ask. Even the guys that have left, from what I've heard, it's been explained, hey, this is the scenario for next year. If you're good with that, we're happy to have you. If it doesn't fit your vision of your career, we totally understand. And and that, I think too many football coaches of, of all levels now are used car salesmen. Oh no, buddy, it's fine. You'll be right in the mix next year. When they know in their mind they're not. Maybe maybe it's just humanity. All you wanted to be treated as a human is somebody that somebody can have an honest discussion with. Tell me honestly what it is. And then you go from there. So it speaks volumes to, to not only Coach Rule but but his staff and Coach Campbell and everybody, you know, everything that they're doing up there. They're building something different. It's not something that's gonna be a fly by night type of deal. They're building stability which we've been lacking for quite a while. We've tried to rebuild this this organization on multiple foundations, and none of them have been installed worth a damn. So he's doing it a little different, and it's good to see guys stay around. Because I know the work that's going into it. It's not, it's not the country club life that it once was up there. There's, there's, there's blood, sweat, tears, and pain going into it now. So it's, it's exciting, and I, I, I really look forward to see them progress on how they're going to do it. It's Matt Verzel with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And, and Matt, whenever you look ahead to the next couple of months to combine these, less, these 
previous two topics with the amount of returners. And of course, we're expecting to see probably a little more attrition following spring football as some more roles get clearly defined. But but how important is this spring going to be in terms of Nebraska getting to that that seven and a half win total, hitting the over on that, if you will? What is the 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 importance of spring in that regard? The the spring the spring season it's kind of like moving day at the Masters. It's an opportunity for those guys that may be on the fringe of getting more playing time to going into workout sessions where you're you're becoming bigger, you're becoming faster, you're becoming stronger. And then when you get to actual spring practice where you're in conceptually, there's there's no limit on how much film you individually want to watch. You can become great on your own at the game of football by just watching film. So there's no limit on that. And, and those things now are tracked and they're noticed by coaches. Hey, you know, player A, who, who is my starter, he gets about 25 minutes of film in a week. But player B, who's, who's nipping on his heels, I can look in here, he's rewatched our whole season. You know, he's, and, and I can go talk to him and say, hey, what, what, what are you picking up on there? Well, coach, you know, I saw this when I, when we get into this situation, we like to run this play. You know, I just kind of wondered if this may be better suited, blah, 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 blah. You know, right? So, so that individual work at this time of year is what can separate people. And, and it gives you an opportunity to become a master of your craft. And I think that's very overlooked because a lot of the stuff that kids get into now you know, the competitive catch circuit will go out there and the coaches will tell the kid what play to run and where to throw it and why you do it. And they never learn. They don't, they don't, they don't understand that in this too high coverage, we're going to run this concept. We're going to put that safety in conflict because the corner can only carry him so far. These guys want to come out and man up. Now we're going to run, a, we're going to run man. We're going to run meshes all over the field and try to get a, a, a coverage guy rubbed against another coverage guy, we're going to have a guy wide open. They don't teach them why. They teach them, listen to me, the coach, because my career it didn't go the way I wanted it to, so now i got to live through you, and I'm going to make you successful. But then I'm going to pass you off, and you're not going to know a damn thing about reading the coverage. That's why I hate that league. I hate, I hate competitive catch more than anything in my life <laughs> because they don't teach fundamentals. And then I'm looping them all together. There are a couple out there that are good. But when the kid can go in and put that work in, that's what coaches are looking for. They're looking for motivated self-starter people. They don't want to babysit. They have to babysit the adults, the babysit boosters and all that crap. You know, they, they want kids that are driven to go be great on their own. Matt Verzel's with us, Hale Varsity Radio, at Verse 51, uh, host of Husker Hangover. And Verza, a thought here on the Andy Reid-Travis Kelsey bump in the Super Bowl. I want to go to the Super Bowl here and uh, reaction to it. And did you ever see anything like that on the sideline uh, during your playing career in Nebraska? Uh, uh, the second question, dear God, no. I didn't think so. Yeah. Um, the, the first question, if you look at – now, th- this is the differentiation between NFL and college, mm-hmm. Okay. In college, there's still a fear aspect. There's still, you know, I need this guy's letter of recommendation for whatever career I choose. I, I should probably not piss him off a whole bunch. In the NFL, they have immense respect for Andy Reid. They are, you know, 
buddies, but the money is different. The, the kid is making, or the, the NFL guy is making as much, if not more money than the head coach. Now, let's, Andy Reid is not at fault in this because Kelsey threw his helmet when Kansas City faked a punt, and then they got the ball back, and the trainer was trying to get Kelsey's helmet. Andy Reid took it and said, don't give it to him. And then as Kelsey was trying to get his helmet back, Andy threw a shoulder into him. Yep, that was so Oakland game, or the, the Raider a, game, yeah. They have a relationship. It may not have been last year, maybe a couple years ago, but, you, but you, my thing is they're both passionate people. They don't want to be made to look a fool. And Kelsey knows he's in a big moment, and he knows he's not a part of what they're doing on the field, and he knows if they get him the ball, it can be going better. Did the wires cross and he lose it? Yeah, 100%. But I'd rather have a guy like that that goes at it, and it's unfortunate he bumped into Andy Reid. Andy Reid didn't seem to make much of a deal of it. He just had to calm him down. Say, listen, man, we'll get you the ball. Just don't bump into me. I'm old and I got a new hip. And if it wasn't on the Super Bowl and 8 million cameras weren't on, weren't on Kelsey, Kelson is, you know, his doings on the field, it, it, we probably wouldn't have seen much of it. But it happened, and they, they're fine with it. That's their organization. I'm not in their organization, so I don't, it doesn't bother me. So I don't know why everybody's getting all worked up. Ah, so maybe Elijah Herbal is not a homer after all. No, you're fine. <laughs> uh, listener piled noted on Chiefs poor Elijah. Fan, yes, Elijah noted Herbal. Chiefs fan. There's not a day that Elijah don't roll in in Denver gear. Uh, <laughs> he took some shots <laughs> yesterday, but it's all good. No, I mean, I think these two personalities are unique enough to be able to hug it out immediately to your point and and that's special but it's just a it's just it's shocking it's jarring to see at the NFL level and god forbid if it happens in the college level or high school level because you've got passionate folks but there is still a chain of command there is i, I agree with you and if you if you don't think it's going to start to trickle down no i i'm if you're wrong you're no, you're going to see it, it they're, they're grown-ass men. Like, that's the 1% of the 1% of the 1% mm-hmm. of football players. That's alpha, apex, predator, competitor, both sides, Andy Reid and Kels. So, so I mean, it's honestly, it, uh, we, like, we, we love to get upset at, at the, the pushback, right? Mm-hmm. You remember Bill O'Brien and Tom, Tom Brady on the sideline? Yeah, they're spiking like they iPads. They each other out loud. Mm-hmm. Like, these guys aren't kids. They know... They know as much, if not more, than some of the coaches that coach them. And a lot of my buddies that have played in the NFL will tell you that. Mm-hmm. They'll tell you that there's some, some dorks that possess NFL jobs because of their last name. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that's Cal and Andy Reid, but you have a dude that knows, hey, for whatever reason, we ain't getting me the rock. Mm-hmm. I'm open. Give me the ball, and let's go. Like, we're, we are pissing this Super Bowl away. And I hate Kansas City. I hate everything about Kansas City. <laughs> I do not like the city. I do not like George Brett. I do not like the Chiefs. I do not like Kansas City, period. Their barbecue is overrated. None of it. So, I, I, I don't think there's much. I think we try to make something out of it because he bumped into his coach on the sideline. I'm with you 100%. Verse, this was a pleasure. I always love chatting with you and hope to catch up with you at a ball game sometime, man. Thanks for a few minutes today. Yeah, sorry going to be selling beers there at the game. I know. That is – first one's on me for uh, your your kindness over the years. The next eight are on me. Yeah, I appreciate the offer, boys, but the last time I had a beer, my throat swelled shut. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass yeah. on both of that for you.
What? Do we have a beer allergy? I don't know. I mean, I was fat for a long part of my life, and I could drink a lot of beer, but then when I got a little less fat, then I had a beer at tailgate, and I was like, oh, this is how it ends. <laughs> this, is, this is how it ends. But my guy Nate Swift poured me a couple Bloody Marys and the vitamin B got the got the got me back breathing again. So. The vitamin B. <laughs> That's so funny. Almost killed by beer, but saved by Bloody Marys. Yeah. <laughs> well, Swift really wasn't believing me at the time. He's like, "Are you just doing this so I make you Bloody Marys?" I was like, "Ah, not really." But you're referring to to Nate, not Taylor, correct? Nope, nope, that was Nate. Okay, I just sure. the, the goat, Nate Swift. I love, I love Nate or Swift, but it wouldn't surprise me if you're hanging out with Taylor. So it's all. It, good. it would surprise me greatly. Eh, Verge knows everybody. I know a couple. I know a little bit about a little bit. <laughs> Verge, you be good and keep that uh, vitamin B going. Sounds good, boys. Good to spend time with Matt Verge. Appreciate him. Uh, we'll shift and chat some Big Ten and Big Red. Mad Chick of ESPN, Chick and Nick, coming up at Tail Varsity on a Tuesday. We're powered by Cornhead Lager.